to the Chis Ascendancy Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chis Ascendancy. It's episode 97 and nine today seven. the old 97, the old September 7th. Going uh, today up on we nine are seven. celebrating That's right. Uh, today we are going to be talking a little bit about um, a specific episode or a specific issue of the mainline Star Wars comic starting the 2020 series um, because today is Samuel's birthday. And so it is. we were kind of figuring my, uh, out, hey, what, what do we want wife, to talk about, you know? Yeah. Geez, it's all backwards. Uh, got a little ahead of herself words. with the, uh, <laughs> the birthday decorations. She's so sweet. Uh, so yeah, she that's cool. She let everyone know so she was worried about uh, the old the old two eight. We made it. The old two eight. <laughs> <laughs> what was she worried about? Oh, she was like, "Hey, do you have any important like work calls tomorrow?" <laughs> Little did she realize that we were recording tonight. That's awesome. And we're actually recording two episodes in one go because we're going to rev- do a short. Uh, we're doing an episode specifically for you for your birthday to chat and kind of be a little bit more silly and not as crazy, not as serious. And then we're doing an episode focusing on part four of Ahsoka review. And so it's going to be in two of them. And you got a present. I did. Josiah uh, made me the proud new owner of this lovely hardback edition of From a Certain Point of View for the Return of Jedi. Uh, 40 years anniversary. Our, our wonderful friend Mark Thompson uh, narrates a handful of the stories, so I'm excited to both read it and get into the uh, the audiobook edition. Yep. Have you um, have you started it at all? I have not because I am a work drone and burnt out. I <laughs> um, I'm about three or four stories in. I've listened to a couple of reviews. Just like um, Blast Points did a really cool review. Mm-hmm. where they went over all 40 stories in two minutes or less. Wow. And so it's it's not all 40 in two minutes, but two minutes each. No, 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 I get um, it. No, I was just – it still, wasn't about the fact that they did a story in under two minutes. It's that they did 40 of them. That's the – Right, yeah. That's the it's wow It's about an hour me. and a half, uh, which is really impressive. And they didn't rate it or anything. They were just like, hey, let's talk about how basically how we felt about it for two minutes. So it doesn't have to be like a really intense review. They just talked about how they liked it, didn't like it, right. stuff like that, which right. was nice because I wanted to listen to them because I, I just love their show. And so yeah, I you've been to there. their thoughts you've been on a, it. a listener for a long time for them. Yeah. I've been a Blast Pointer, Blaster Point. I don't know what you would call those. I guess technically they call it the Blast Points Army. Uh, I'm a Patreon supporter actually as well. So like whenever they come out with stuff, they'll do stuff specifically reviewing episodes of shows and stuff that doesn't go on the main page that I'll listen to as well. Um, But yeah, I wanted to listen to their review because I like, I like their Star Wars thoughts. They're much more positive and much more on the silly side of things. Kind of like, you know, not the same, but similar to us where, um, so like there's a bunch of pilot stuff because obviously you have this huge space battle. And they're mm-hmm. like, so this one's uh, another space one. <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> but they couldn't get enough of the Ewoks, which is like right up my alley as well. That's really uh, funny. So to celebrate Samuel's 28th birthday, we decided we had to go with something having to do with 28. So was it the 28th episode of Clone Wars? Was it the 28th mm-hmm. episode of Rebels? Was mm-hmm. it the 28th 
Darth Vader. So we ended up going with that would have been the great 28th. Um, that one looked really cool, but I, I'm pretty much caught up on that series. So there's a lot of backstory. I think mm-hmm. this one actually is a better standalone. Yeah, I think um, so too. It's a very self-contained story. It feels a lot like yeah. before we get too into it, a little bit like a rebels episode, very, uh, very in a box. Yeah. Yeah. You get a pretty much a whole storyline. Um, so we went with issue 28 of, like I said, the mainline star Wars, uh, Marvel comics line. Mm-hmm. the 2020 series so we're in part 28 of that um and this one's called the calculus of loss this one has a really sweet um front cover as well mm-hmm. yeah very cool so, front cover uh featuring the yellow lightsaber um that earlier in the series so this takes place between episodes five and six um once we start discussing it we'll find out the story is basically luke doing an undercover mission um, right to get a little reconnaissance on some imperial defectors that are also black or, uh, crimson dawn crimson dawn uh, double agents so pretty right. pretty interesting uh, lineup there I thought it was also kind of cool and relevant because we're uh, deep in the Ahsoka trap and it features um, Harrison Dula who's you know one mm-hmm. of the premier characters so yeah I, th- I think it's yeah a that was a good story. Yeah, it was a good little tie-in to have Hera there as well. And Hera mm-hmm. did more in this one comic than she's done four episodes in Ahsoka so far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're you're uh, piloting the ship this week, my friend. So uh, give give me your lowdown, and I'm just gonna. I feel like I typically, uh, you know, yeah. I'm the uh, the cart driver. So you know um, what I feel like right now. Your birthday, your 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 show. Do you know what I feel like? What's that? That uh, beginning of Three Musketeers, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, where the turtle gets thrust in the spotlight. <laughs> and instead of having the, the actual Three Musketeers book, he's got the comic book. <laughs> That's awesome. Miss Yeah. Miss this time. If you're I listening to one of my songs. And you have not watched the animated. Mickey, Donald, and Goofy I'm version not saying, of Three Musketeers. I'm not Please saying just so. stop this episode right now, but I am saying do pause it and then watch the Three Musketeers, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. It's only an hour 15. It's a very it's a very short movie, comparatively speaking. Yep. And then come back. Don't leave us hanging. But that yeah, is a great there's, film. There's some great one-liners in there. Um, that, that movie has withstood the test of time, much like uh, Atlantis, which I oh, also yeah. love. I was just cleaning the kitchen like last weekend and I had that on in the background. It would have been uh, funny if we just episode 97 of, of Chisis and Etsy was an Atlantis review for your birthday. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I don't know. While we're talking about it, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite line from Atlantis? Your favorite little standalone? Uh, obviously, you have disturbed the dirt. You have disturbed the dirt. I think I'm going to have to go with uh, when he's like, you know, just general office supplies. Uh, staples, uh, natural glycerin, uh, paper clips, big ones, just general <laughs> office supplies. I think that guy's uh, my favorite. Is, is that, uh, is the line, you got your four main food groups, beans, bacon, whiskey, <laughs> and lard. Is that in yeah. that one as well? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's a really good one. That is a good um, one. Oh, it's a great film. That movie uh, is one of the times that... Uh, when IMDb first became available, that I realized that not all hot animated characters have hot voice actresses. <laughs> <laughs> Exotic underwater sea princess. Ugh. 
doesn't line up with the voice actress, unfortunately. Oh my goodness. That's really funny. That, um, that's kind of like, uh, the voice actress for Katara from, uh, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender is the, yeah. uh, the lesbian girlfriend actress from, uh, Scott Pilgrim Against the World. I just, I'm it's so, but you've never seen Scott Pilgrim? Good no. Lord. Great, great movie also. Um, actually, no, double tie-in, uh, the leading lady is Ewan McGregor's new wife, who also plays Harrison Dula. So, oh, really? Extra tie-in. Um, without going into a full uh, Ahsoka review, what is your take on Hera so far in the show? I think Cause that... Because I, I have a buddy at work that can't stand it. Can't stand really? it. Can't stand it. Wow, all the movie references. Uh, if you didn't get that one, that is Singing in the Rain, the, uh, what, 1940s classic Let's when was see. that movie made? Gee, keep, keep talking. Keep talking. That was I'll, like I'll one of the up. first color films. It was so old that it was still 1952. relevant. 1952. 1952. That film is so old. While that film was being made, it was still relevant that people were recording the audio separate from the video because uh, they couldn't do both at the same time. So they had one lady yep. who was the actual voice of the character and then one lady who had a dreadful voice but was a Hollywood sensation. Uh, no one knew, obviously, that she had uh, nails on chalkboard voice, and that is the premise of the. Uh, yeah, that is the premise of that film. Lena Lamont. Yep. Yeah, great film. Moses supposes his toes are roses, but Moses but supposes Moses erroneously. erroneously. I don't know why Moses, I remember that since I was four, roses, maybe. As Moses supposes his toes to be. Moses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the great American films of all time. That's a. That's a. That's a at home classic. Uh, remember when he starts as a, a stunt stunt double and he's like, all right, Johnny, here's what he gets it right on the jaw. And for some reason, like actual stuntmen were getting knocked out with a simple uh, fake punch. And then, uh, what's that cat's name comes in and saves the day. Yeah. Obviously the best character in that whole show though, is the, the, the side, the, the, the supporting character. Yeah. He's the, yeah. he's the standout there uh, for sure. Make them laugh. In the rain. Man, Make now I got to revisit laugh. that. A lot of the finer details of that video or that film are lost on my memory. Song by Donald O'Connor. I can't remember mm. the, the guy's name, though. No, I, I can't either. Um, Cosmo okay. Brown, right? Cosmo, yeah, that's the one. Man. Wowzers. Woo. Wowzers. Uh, Speaking of and you can't talk actors. about at-home classics without talking about Fiddler on the Roof. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Dude, Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof would make a great um, basis for a certain point of view story. If you could take oh, Fiddler yeah. on the Roof, Tevye, and just kind like, of like... If you I don't could know. shoehorn him into Star Wars somehow? Yeah, just like take... Tevya, if I, I would like to see him replace the little uh, stable boy from uh, <laughs> <The Last laughs> episode Jedi? eight. Yeah, from The Last Jedi. Dude, and you just somebody... see him like sweeping up, singing that song. Yeah, oh it would be cool if yeah we edit it and then it shows the starship taking off. And then instead of the little broom boy like looking off like this, it's Tevya doing a little shimmy, like walking across. Like just yeah. cut him out of his movie and just put it over the overlay if so you the are, ship goes. If you're a capable uh, video editor at all, please do do this for me. 
That's awesome. Please, please put Reb Tevia in The Last Jedi. If you please, Reb Tevia, pardon me, Reb Tevia. You want to know a fact about me? Um, is that I had edited out the audio of that song when they're uh, singing the number to life. And the Russians interrupt, and that guy's like, (laughs) I I took that audio, and I made that my text tone, and I left my phone on laugh. (laughs) It's like he holds that note for forever before he goes, oh, Give me a second. I've still got it. I left my phone on loud on purpose to piss off my friends. Uh, We were playing Warzone, the first one, back in like 2020. And uh, I think about four text messages into this round, my friend Tim goes, okay, that's enough of that. (laughs) 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 He was was very upset. Okay, I'm going to do this far away from the mic because it is loud as I'll be. <laughs> so that oh was a uh, yeah that was something that i did i thought that that was the funniest thing oh uh, that's awesome speaking of classics uh at the dealership today where i work um american pie came on and uh did you tell everyone the story about mom that's no, where my no, mind goes about how mom slaughtered that song no, Not in a good way, remember. like Slay Queen, the way in which only mothers can ruin something. <laughs> okay, remind me, because I don't remember this at all. Uh, we're, it was, we're 15 uh, minutes into the show. <laughs> this is, uh, you know, in the part of the song where he goes, this will be the day that I die. The 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 one and only oh, hook from the God. entire uh, nine-minute yes, song, it feels now. like. And instead of this saying, this will oh. be the day that I die, my mom would manage to, and this is a woman that didn't care for rap very much, manage to say all in that little span of time, uh, I will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. And I'm like, mom, please, for, for, for the sake of me, it's just a song. It's just a song. If mom could I, see I herself embarrassed 20 years in the, later in the context of that guy that's like everything that you sing manifests also. So just think about that. All I can think regular about is that guy, nipples. regular nipples, <laughs> nipples normal size, size nipples, <laughs> nipples, the size of everyone's. <laughs> I identify with that deeply. Oh yeah. So, Oh man. I think so about mom. Birthday. <laughs> We got up there somewhere. Um, okay. We so, came here to talk about something. Yeah. And it was Star Wars 2020 open ending series issue number 28, The Calculus of Loss. Did I do that all the off the dome? Is that all accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Wonderful. Okay. Uh, so it starts with a family. There's kind of a, if you're unfamiliar with this series, they do a sort of Star Wars crawl and static, kind of a little briefing on what this comic edition is going to be about. And uh, we have Luke is kind of in the opening scene with Hera in a briefing room and two people that you'll never see again. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> the premise of it is there is a married couple with two children that escaped from the first Death Star on a shuttle. After that, they decided that this is enough of this. And they, uh, I hope that you have done what I asked because I'm going to make another Mickey Donald goofy reference. They've done as Donald did. And uh, they've taken off their Three Musketeers uniform and they put on their a uh, little sailor uniform and they've, you know, vamoosed away and they're trying to defect, but they're so ineffective at defecting that nobody actually believes them. I think that that is uh, unintentionally the, the funniest part of the comic for me 
Yeah. Is that they're they're really wanting to give good information, uh, but nobody believes them. And so uh, Luke feels this nudge through the force. And because he's with Hera, Hera's like, oh, you sound like Kanan. And uh, then, you know, she's all goo goo eyes for Kanan still. So they get Luke's little uh, little inference. There's another like little joke. He is wearing an officer's uniform and all black. And somebody's like, oh, you look good in black, which is obviously a foreshadowing to his all black outfit in Jedi. Um, right. But Luke is now on an undercover mission. This family has uh, crash, crash landed, excuse me, on Corazon, which is uh, the Imperial City. Yeah. Uh, which, I, what was so funny to me was they're like, so they've got intel. And he's like, do you believe them? And they're like, no. And they're like, well, they're on Coruscant. And Luke goes, I'm going to go talk to him. And he's like, you can't go there. That's where the Emperor is. And they're like, but you said he's not there. And he's like, yeah, the Emperor and Vader are both on his shuttle somewhere. And I was like... Somewhere in the mid-rim. Red, that's on lock. <laughs> red flag anyone? <laughs> like, the Emperor doesn't go anywhere for anything. So yeah, I just right. thought it was funny that they Get didn't believe these guys. Red flags here! Yeah. <laughs> red flag! Yeah, Can't see anything about... terrible about to happen without your red flags! <laughs> <laughs> it was just so funny that they were like, and these... These idiots, these dopes over here, they say something big's going on with the Empire. Can you believe that? The Empire hasn't done anything since the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. They're wiping out billions of people at a time, and these guys over here say they're up to something no good. Yeah. I just thought uh, it was the, so ridiculous. Uh, the dialogue. Freaking, the, the two most powerful people in the whole galaxy are just away somewhere, and nobody knows where they are. Yeah, no I, feel like that's a, I feel like that's a little bit of a... Uh, a cautionary tale for me, I would think, but yeah. Uh, yeah so the the dialogue does leave a little bit to be desired, and I think the biggest bugaboo about this issue in general is it directly conflicts with the opening crawl for Return of the Jedi, uh, where it says, "Unbeknownst to Luke Skywalker, the Death Star is being reconstructed." So, <laughs> either the uh, guy that wrote that up is a moron, and. Uh, you know, Luke knew something that we didn't know he knew. Oh, I, I even verified it. I, I went and rewatched really? it. Yeah, I went to to get the edge off there. Um, so yeah, it's I'm I'm not sure how they're going to rectify that particular little uh, wrinkle in in space and time. But uh, you know, maybe they'll shoo in. Uh, oh my gosh! You're right. A nice little uh, world between worlds action and uh, erases memory somehow. I don't know. So I guess I mean maybe this comic is so close to Episode Six that like. They're simultaneous, simultaneous only. I would yeah. feel that way if Luke hadn't already reconstructed his lightsaber and was on his way to rescue Han before he knew of the Death Star's reconstruction. Little does Luke know that the Galactic Empire has secretly begun construction on a new armored space station, even more powerful than the first dreaded Death Star. Yeah, so this, uh, this they will against that Death Star. Uh, <laughs> Last longer than they would against that dust. That thing's operational. That thing's operational. <laughs> um, dude, I hope. Uh, you sound like uh, Jerry from. Disen Do you watch Disenchantment? No. They've got a character. His name's Jerry, but he's like, Joey. That's how he says his own <laughs> name. I love that guy. I don't know why, but I remind myself of David Mata in that voice. <laughs> but. Uh, oh, you sound like. Anyway, the, um, enough for those guys. The uh, frick, what was I going to say? I don't Anyways, know. the 
oh, in certain point of view, the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a story on there. Let me look it up. But yeah, certain point of view. The new one, Return of the Jedi. Um, there's a story in there. I think it's about. Uh, I think it's about Max Rebo. Okay. Let me find it. Stories. Here we go. Is it the key to remembering? That seems like something. Or fancy man. No, no, no. Fancy man, I think it is. Key to remembering sounds like a nice musical pun, but I don't know if that's the key to remembering is about uh, EV ninety nine. It's about a droid. Yeah, fancy man's about Rebo. So the guy um, reading that is John something Elias Reyes. Stamos. Remember that guy? Yeah. But he's reading, and it sounds like he's trying to read in Lando's voice. (laughs) I think he's trying to read like he's got a tube sock surgically attached to the front of his face. So he's like, in the frickin' Oregon, who's going to play that? I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's just, it was funny. It was fun, but it was also a little bit distracting, because I was like, is this guy trying to be Lando from Rebels? Uh, More like Lando Lando Robot. Oh, that's what I meant. Hey, Lando ain't here. <laughs> Lando went out with some 40s. <laughs> yeah, that, Lando that, prefers Cobra from the corner store. That uh, that robot was on one. Yeah, I don't know why I keep calling them robots. I know they're called droids. Don't come after me. Um, but yeah, Lando episode... smokes Swisher Sweets. Issue <laughs> 28. <laughs> Comes to a very nice resolution fairly quickly. It's a very short, uh, very short issue, I feel. But uh, one very cool little inclusion is uh, close up on Luke Skywalker's saber hilt between him having lost his hand and father's lightsaber at the end of Empire and having instructed his own lightsaber and completing his training in Return of the Jedi. Um, Right. And we see it up close in the – we don't actually see him use it in the issue, but on the cover of the issue, you can see that the blade is yellow. Um, if you only read this one, you wouldn't know that this lightsaber hilt comes um, from a Jedi outpost that Luke visits sometime after Empire. And it is a damaged uh, Jedi Guardian uh, saber pike. So it would right. normally have – uh, two blades, but he's repaired it to make it a, a one-handed blade. So pretty cool little thing. I've always had a, uh, a fascination with those uh, Jedi Temple Guard um, saber staffs. So I always thought those were super cool. Yeah, me too. Especially in Rebels whenever Kanan's having a vision of the Grand Inquisitor when he mm-hmm. was still a Jedi Temple Guard, and it's folded like a nunchuck. Remember yeah, that? freaking cool. He's got the mask on. He's like, and if he continues to obsess with it, it will consume him. Or whatever he does that. That's a freaking cool. I made a gif of it one time. I was so excited about it. Yeah, that Um, is cool. But that is pretty cool. I agree. I thought the little jokes about uh, you know Luke wearing all black were silly and stuff. Mm -hmm. Something that stood out to me that was kind of cool was um, when this family is running through the tunnels Mm -hmm. under Coruscant. uh, They run into a Coruscant. uh, They call it a corridor ghoul, Mm -hmm. and it's actually pretty cool because. There used to be a thing called um, a Cathon mm-hmm. back in Legends, and these were like subhumanoid uh, species that were really um, – they were like almost like cavemen, but mm-hmm. they were basically 
um, albino. Let's see, how can I do this? Okay, share, share screen. Share my freaking screen, I'll pull it up here. Chrome tab, cancel. Let's see. I'll do it reminded me words. vaguely uh, of some of the creatures that you'll see in Borderlands 2 is what it kind of reminded me of. I don't, I don't, you need to never play those games, I don't think. Do you see this? Yes. Are you seeing what I'm looking at? Yeah, I am. So, um, these little guys, this guy here, Kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, because the looks like somebody ghoul, else thought of it too. Yeah, the corridor ghoul um, is just like a white, almost like a dog, mm -hmm. but the Cathans are more humanoid. Right. Yeah, pretty and cool. According to Wikipedia, uh, also known as well, jump down on me, troglodytes. Which isn't that a real <laughs> world word yeah, as well? Yeah, it is. It's like a caveman. Yeah. We're a semi-sentient humanoid species named a Coruscant, living in the lowest levels of Coruscant underworld. Visually, Cathans resemble decaying corpses with loose flaps of flesh, stringy, dirty hair, and a lipless mouth. Yuck. But look at this. Uh, their ancestors were humans who were banished from the surface of, for their crimes, subsequently uh, residing in the darkness of under city for thousands of years, which genetically changed them into terrifying creatures that became subject of countless horror stories and nightmares. Uh, where are these guys are from? Are these the, the creatures? Um, there's a book. It's Legends Now, Shadow Hunter, Darth Maul Shadow Hunter. There's, yes. there's like a mole people species. Is that what it's from? Yep. Good call. Okay. Appearances, if you're looking at our screen, Darth Maul Shadow Hunter. First identified as a Cathan. Yeah, you have that up on a different screen, though. The Wikipedia article. Oh, you can't see it? Nope, I can just see the... Oh, you Google can see search. the pictures I'm looking at. I see, I see. Yeah. But that, isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. And then if we go to ghouls, I wonder if it'll say anything. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so Yeah, it's just on I the one tab, tab, I think. Instead? There you go. Now you can see Corridor Ghoul. Mm -hmm. Creatures that live in the sewers... Um, it says doo, 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 doo. they must be pretty new. <clears throat> yeah, I think they might be unique. It, yeah, just in that one appearance yeah. there. First yeah. appearance, but it's kind of cool for get... them to tie that back in. Maybe yeah, you know that idea. You know what? I would love to reach out to Charles Sewell, who wrote this. He's one of my favorite guys. Yeah, he's a cool dude. I would love to reach out to him and see if like did he take uh, inspiration from them. But it was pretty you cool to have, have a to. story. The it would be pretty cool to have a story of like how the plans came to pass, um, or like yeah. how they were discovered. You, I just don't see a world where, like, I don't know, I don't see a world where more people wouldn't know about something like that. And another thing that's really interesting is, um, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper once we finish certain point of view, probably a little few ways down the road, but um, in that first book, in that first, um, story it's about the moth uh, Jerjerod that vader visits at the very beginning the one that he says the emperor is not as forgiving as i am that guy uh he is like it's interesting because you kind of see him as a schmuck just because of the 
how the story goes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the short story, you realize that he is doing his best and he really is. He's like, look, it took them, you know, 20 plus years or whatever, not 20 plus, but like, you know, 20 years to build the Death Star the first time. And it's been, you know, three or four years since then. And we're pretty much on this breakneck pace. And mm-hmm. he kind of realizes, and this was a cool, uh, Jason and Gabe from Blast Points uh, pointed this out as well. Uh, but something that I kind of picked up, which I really liked that, that first story was really, really good. And mm-hmm. I realized he comes to the conclusion of um, the emperor is putting so much pressure because he needs it to get out that they're trying, but it's not going to be ready in time. Mm. And he puts two and two together after a conversation with Vader. And he comes to the conclusion of it doesn't need to be finished. It it actually needs to not be finished in order for mm-hmm. it to play into the emperor's plans against the rebellion, but the laser needs to be finished. And yeah. so <clears throat> Vader without telling him is like, you know, basically leans in is like, I would get done what, you know, the emperor wants to get done. And it, he realized, which, took my respect for Sheev to a whole new level because the conversation was he doesn't need it done. He needs it operational. And actually it's okay that it's not done because that makes it look like it's limping along in its process, Yeah, which makes it quote unquote vulnerable, even though it's extremely deadly already. I'm afraid this battle station will be quite operational by the time your friends arrive. By the time your friends arrive. I think uh, one of the funniest things to come out of Family Guy is that scene where they're redoing that and they've got Carter Pewter Schmidt and he's like constantly like cranking to like 40 degrees to his side when he's like mocking him saying it. Oh, that cracks me up every single time. It's also he's cool obvious, in the... obviously being a little jerk about it. Right. I It's also really cool to see the Coruscant police again. Yeah, that um, was cool. I like their little their little get ups are really neat. Um, yeah, they didn't are they used pretty to be droids neat. back in the day? Uh, if back in the day you mean like in the Clone Wars era, yeah, right? Because um, they were on their little uh, motorcycles. Yeah, and then they had that one fat dude that was uh, kind of the inspector. I don't remember that guy. Equally handsome, equally smart. Uh, he was in what the. Is that? Oh, that's Kevin Malone being uh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, or as he says, Kutcher. Uh, it was in the story arc where Padme's trying to do some reconnaissance on either a murder or an attempted murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have the uh, obviously ineffectual uh, <laughs> Inspector, pretty funny little addition, I think. Equally handsome, equally smart. That's really funny. I guess uh, they're officers. For some reason, I thought they were droids. I could be wrong. Security Security Force. All right. Huh. So it looks like his name is Dan Tandivo. Tandivo was a human male police inspector in the Corazon Security Force. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Um. But basically, by the end of this episode, um, it's cool because Luke uses the force. They're surrounded by Coruscant police. They're dead to rights. And he uses the force not to overcome the enemy, but to overcome the enemy with ghouls. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, it was a very uh, Loth Wolf kind of resolution. Yeah, it was. I wish um, we could have seen more of like stuff that was hinted at, um, like uh, Luke obviously did a little bit of interrogation with some uh, stormtroopers, and you know they had some sort of getaway. Yeah, and his yeah, rival. I agree. Those things were kind of glossed over. Him, yeah, it would have been fun to see him <clears throat> undercover and you know doing his own thing because it's that's some of the best comic stuff is when Luke's doing <clears throat> his own uh, mission. Like there's a. There's a, actually an issue, I'll, I'll send it to you after this, but there's an issue uh, just a few comics ago in the same line where he's just trying to get answers about like how to move forward, how to be a better Jedi and stuff. And mm -hmm. he goes to a planet that absorbs the memory of a person and that version of them is there forever. Oh, and weird. he talks to – so it's like um, – almost like a holocron in a sense, but a planet, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. he he's journeying, he's trying to figure out what's going on, and he actually talks to High Republic uh, Jedi Elzar Man. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's I, very uh, cool. I made I, a short uh, on it, actually. I just sent you a link to an image of Tandivo, uh, just in the chat, in the and chat. it shows the... Uh, Corazon police guards that are the droids yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what you're thinking of. Yep, you're right. You're right. That's perfect. What a schmuck. Yeah, that guy was very the, much the worst. Just a... What a freaking schmuck. Yeah. It always reminds me of, uh, I think a lot about Sheev, into the bureaucrat, the true rulers of Corazon. The true rulers of the Republic. Yeah. Vote now. Okay. Vote now. Uh, what is it? The Oculus awesome. doing that? Yeah. The freaking, it always sounds like they're trying the to talk through a butt. Butt mouths, yeah. Like, like, just try to make a noise without opening your mouth. That's what it sounds like. Mm. Not like you're starving for air. <laughs> <gasps> <laughs> Thirty minutes later, we're still making mouth noises. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, I uh, I thought it was a neat little, you know, obviously not the not the top performer I think of all the comics I've read, but uh, you know, it was uh, yeah, it was I do a nice think it was issue. neat. It was neat that it had a self-contained story, which you made a really good point of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, it feels very much like Rebels in that way, which I think is fitting because it includes a lot of Rebels themes. Um, and also uh, right. talked about Kira from Solo quite a bit. So that was pretty neat. So she's yeah, still if you're a, if you're kicking a fan somewhere of, between five and six. Yeah, if you're a fan of Kira or Solo, a Star Wars story or Amelia Clark in general, um, the comics are really, really good because actually Crimson Dawn has a really, really big role to play. Um, in, in that, in the comics and stuff. So it's, it's actually really, really impressive what they're able to come up with. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> whenever I click on something by accident, can you hear it? No, okay. I cannot. I cannot. I just sent you a link to a story by Elzar and Luke. Pretty so cool. 
Um, but yeah, it was fun to just kind of jump in. I think something that we did a lot more of early on in our show is, Hey, let's talk about a Jawa today. Hey, let's talk about testing yeah. today. Hey, let's something just, or a random Clone Wars episode. And yeah. the, the content that we're getting nowadays is a blessing, obviously, because it's more Star Wars than we've ever gotten. Right. You know, at the same time, sometimes I feel like we were talking after our most recent episode and it was like, we're kind of taking ourselves too serious because we have this, we feel this obligation to like, you know, do your duty to your school. Do your duty to your school. We have like these five things we need to go over yeah. for this episode and all this kind of stuff, you know? You yeah. And so <laughs> when we're kind of just shooting from the hip, not that we're not prepared, but just going in, hey, it's your 28th birthday. Here's a couple of options. Here's a 28th issue of, of a really good comic series. Yeah. And kind of jumping into that. I think that's more of our shtick in a lot of ways. Stay true um, to me. Yeah. But your 28th birthday, any big plans before we uh, uh, cut to the chase? Nope. Well, kind of. I'm taking off work on Friday. Tori, my wife, and I are going to hang out. And then I'm going to a, uh, a men's retreat with our church. Oh, nice. Yeah, so that'll be pretty fun. A little overnight thing, but I, I'm i not in charge, and I didn't have to plan any of it. So that is a, a blessing for me to go a anywhere. A real treat, Governor. A real treat. It's so rare for me to get to go somewhere not home and not have to have all the answers. So that's exciting yeah, for me. Yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Well, happy birthday, bub. Thank um, you, thank for you. all of you listening and watching out there in Star Wars Chisland, um, wish Samuel a happy birthday. 28. The big two way, two more years till you're three decades old. That's wild. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But um, we will continue to celebrate. You have another cool little present coming your way tomorrow. I'm excited mm. for you to get it. Um, mm. And so we'll be celebrating you. We'll post and everything. So even those who just follow on the page will see it's your B day. Maybe send you a little cash app. Maybe I'll put your <laughs> cash app in the freaking story or something. Uh, yeah, but my home happy address, birthday. my, my, my <laughs> social security number. Here's the social no, I'm number. just joking. Um, but those tuning in, listening, if you're a comic fan, this is a nice little one-off. If you want to get into Star Wars yeah. literature and you're intimidated comics by Comics are the way to go, books, dude. There's so much great, great content. There's so a ton much of great, great content, content, and you're reading a few pages oh. at a time. Frickin' uh, Air of the Empire was put into graphic yep. novel form. If you yep. – so And you now know, you we'll can talk just get it digitally it. for a couple of bucks. Yeah, so you know we're going to talk about it a little bit because uh, another Family Guy reference. Oh, they said it, Heir to the Empire. Um, mm -hmm. So I get a sense a lot of those themes might be being tied in here pretty shortly. So if you want to kind of get up to scratch, see what you're missing out on, uh, Heir yep. to the Empire has been put into graphic novel a few years, quite a while ago. But it's I think it's a great resource if you don't want to read the whole trilogy. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little, you know, you get to see little illustrations and stuff that you don't get with the novels as well. So... Yeah, right. I think that's a, a great tool. But the comics in general, great resource. Agreed. Yeah, comics are nice just because you can read as much as you want, mm -hmm. you know, and and stop any time and not feel like you're – like if you're not somebody that wants to sit down and read a three or 400-page book over the course of a couple of days and that seems intimidating, then you can right. get little portions of the story in little tidbits without mm -hmm. really missing the whole picture. Um, yeah. So – and there's still legend stuff out there too. Like if you're a big fan of Jedi or if you want to know, you know, about, Oh yeah. You know, uh, like, like a guy that we talk about all the time, Quinlan Voss has some really, really his, his best material is in comics. Oh yeah. Absolutely. The Dark Horse stuff. Um, and then 
the legacy comics, those went on, they usually go on sale around Christmas. I think I got 20 issues for a hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, some, I think my dad gave me a hundred dollars for Christmas and I spent them all on comics and I was like, well, I'll just consider this my present from dad. Um, yeah. well, cause what you got I mean, is thousands not just of pages. A, yeah. Not just, not just 20 issues, like little 20 page, whatever right. you're talking about 20 collections. Correct. So like, you know, each of those is several hundred pages and they're Correct. on sale for like five bucks each or something crazy. Yeah. I, I think they're that. like four, four or five bucks. So yeah, I, and there's sales all and, the time. Yeah. You can use, you can use Amazon to get the Marvel mm-hmm. comics app. Isn't a thing anymore, especially on, or at least on iPhone. Um, but all of that stuff transferred over to comiXology or Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all great resources. I like to have my Kindle library cause I can have it on my phone, my iPad, my computer, all, all pretty right. easily. But yeah, uh, yeah. Anywhere. great, great Check resource. It out. Um, like we said, this was Marvel star Wars, uh, the 2020 line. And this is, yep. this is, uh, issue number 28. And one more time, Samuel, what was the title of this? Uh, the calculus, the calculus of loss, I believe of loss. And the cover is really dope. It's Luke in very a cool cover. stolen Imperial uniform with his yellow lightsaber. Yep. So very cool stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been episode 97 of the Chiss Ascendancy podcast, which is so cool because Samuel's birthday is September 7th. So yeah, it worked out It just perfectly. worked out that way. Yeah. So thank you guys for tuning in. Remember, the Force will be with you always. And also remember... <clears throat> The only family you have here is me. We will see you guys next time. Coming soon with a review of Ahsoka Part 4. Stay tuned.